T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Colonel Jeff McCausland, good morning, sir. How are you? Morning, I'm doing okay. So, this all gets very emotional. Uh, you've seen the image of the pregnant mother on the stretcher, covered in blood, uh, from the hospital, uh, from the maternity hospital that was attacked, and now she's dead. And then you heard from my friend Taras, who spent six years in Pittsburgh, how many kids are going to die before you do something? How difficult is it from a man like yourself, who's been in the White House, who's been on the National Security Council? How difficult is it for you to hear that and not want to say, we got to go in hard and fast and strong? How hard is it, sir? Well, it's totally horrible. And it's totally, it puts enormous pressure on people who are involved in this particular kind of policy. But unfortunately, this is this has been something that's happened frequently in the past. For example, when I was on the NSC staff in the White House, we had similar scenes in a place called Kosovo, which we knew the Serbs were trying to commit genocide against this the uh, Albanian population. And a lot of people at that time, I can tell you, Marty, were emotionally scarred by the fact that we had not acted in a place called Rwanda, which few people probably remember, in which hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, including lots of women and children, were systematically butchered, and the West stood by and did nothing. We've seen similar scenes in Syria, which has now been going on for nearly a decade or more uh, in terms of using barrel bombs, indiscriminate bombing in Syria. We saw the same scenes in Chechnya by the Russians as they pounded the city of Grozny into rubble. But the question then becomes, do you intervene in all these things? Do you intervene on the ground in all these things? In this particular case, because you're talking a nuclear power, a country whose nuclear weaponry is roughly equivalent to that of the United States, do you then directly militarily intervene, put U.S. military forces in direct confrontation with Russian military forces, and risk the possibility of elevating to the specter of the use of nuclear weapons, which would be catastrophic beyond belief for massive numbers of civilians, women and children all around the world. It's actually fascinating um, what you pointed out. This is a man who has led men in combat. This is a man who has lived this and has seen this horror. So just to reinforce what he said, in Rwanda, seven to 800,000 uh, civilians killed. In Syria, nearly 300,000 children killed. And in Iraq, nearly a million citizens killed. So, so where do you draw that line? So, so I need your uh, advice here. You're on the National Security Council. And this morning you're hearing, so now Russia is asking China for weapons, sir. That scares me for two reasons. It tells me that Russia doesn't have the weapons, and it puts us in a hell of a precarious position, does it not, sir? It does, but at the same time, we're going to have a meeting this week, interestingly enough, between the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, 
and his counterpart from China, and that's curious to me because they're going to meet in Rome. National Security Advisors don't travel that much, to tell you the truth. Usually Secretary of State or Defense or whatever will do that kind of thing around the world while the National Security Advisor stays in Washington. This is somewhat curious, and I'm cur- I would, would really like to be a fly on the wall in that particular meeting because I think the conversation is going to be very direct with the Chinese about how much or how little they want to get involved. I think they're becoming more and more unsettled as this war goes on and on because they're contrary to their interests, which are largely uh, economic. And the fact that the Russians now are turning to the Chinese for weaponry, the fact that the Russians are now trying to recruit Syrians to go fight for them, trying to recruit people from the Central uh, African Republic to fight for them, as well as Chechens, just tells me how weak and how uh, how terribly the, the Russians underestimated the ability of the Ukrainians to defend themselves. I got to, to try and understand the bizarre nature of opinion. Wall Street Journal front page this morning put NATO forces in Western Ukraine. That's counter to anything you believe, is it not, sir? Pretty counter to what I believe, simply because when you do that, then you are going to risk that type of a confrontation, and you risk the possibility, at least, of going to World War III. We've already seen Russian military forces attack targets in the very western portion of Ukraine in the last day or so. Uh, And this was an effort on their part to interdict supply lines whereby uh, NATO was reinforcing Ukrainian forces. Oh, by the way, we did the same thing. You want to look back for a historical analogy. When we bombed uh, supply routes from North Vietnam to South Vietnam and ports in North Vietnam, which oftentimes had Russian ships in the harbor delivering military supplies to the North Vietnamese. So there, there are some historical anecdotes here, antecedents, and from a strict military standpoint, for the Russians now to try to interdict those supply lines actually makes perfect military sense, even though they're doing it in a totally indiscriminate fashion. And so to do that and, and occupy a Western Ukraine makes you a belligerent in this war. And if you're going to do these things, you have to be very clear-eyed about what you're risking. And emotion is very important, and emotion sometimes is overwhelming. But you need to be clear-eyed when you make these decisions and understand what you're risking for the future. Colonel, for a man who has lived this, who has seen this, who has been in the inner heart and soul and the inner sanctum of the White House during the situation in Kosovo, how do you respond to the Americans who say, this shows Biden is weak, this shows America is cowardly? How do you respond, sir, to, to the men who just want to punch someone's lights out, sir? Yeah, no, I understand that. I, mean, I can sympathize with that, and I'd like to do the same thing. But I would point out to them that what the president, I think, is trying to do, as we did in Kosovo, as presidents of any political party have done during past crises, is walk that fine line between keeping the United States and its NATO allies together in purpose, which I think they're doing a fairly good job of, while at the same time not crossing over that line and becoming a full belligerent in this particular war. And we have to clearly understand as well, very dispassionately understand, that from the standpoint of the Ukrainian government, they want to pull NATO and the United States into this war. And if I was a Ukrainian, Marty, and you were Ukrainian, that's exactly what you and I would want to do as well, as a mechanism that we hope would end this particular conflict for us. But again, it comes back to that question and that balance line between maintaining the unity of the alliance, which I think ultimately, as this rolls out, is going to be one of the most important things we have, and risking that as well as risking the possibility of escalation to points that we don't even want to talk about. Colonel, you're the absolute best. Thank you, sir. My pleasure.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.